Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. There's really nothing to say other than this episode is gold. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today, finally, I get to share with you a conversation that I had with a dear friend of mine, Amy Ledine. Not only does Amy have a just incredibly inspiring story of struggling with weight and body image for most of her life, overcoming those challenges, overcoming cancer even when she was told that she had very little time to live and doing so in large part because of her mindset and her determination, but also because she shares with us tools that allowed her to really conquer both of these areas of her life. We talk a lot about her personal practices for discipline, her personal practices for showing up as the version of herself that she wants to be, and kind of minimizing the version of herself she doesn't want to be, and she has really concrete tools that we can start using today to do this. We also talked about some of her strategies for thriving in relationship, especially those really tough relationships, whether that's with a romantic partner or with your kids, where it's so easy to get caught up in frustration or anger. And it was so funny because we were talking about one of her tools for her, her for her marriage, and she keeps this file that includes songs that are meaningful to her and her husband or songs they love to dance to or pictures and videos of them and and nice text messages that he's sent or she's sent and letters and all of that kind of stuff. And she was saying that she has similar files for multiple areas of her life. She has a file like that for her children. And she goes to a particular file And she decides which one to go to by asking herself this question, where has my inner bitch been loud? You know, and if that has been with her husband, then that is the file that she goes to when she's on her walk in the morning and she listens to those songs that are special to them and she looks at those pictures and watches those videos. Or if it's that her inner bitch has been really loud with her kids, then she goes to that file. We can really think of it as a toolbox. And I just love that. It is not the only bit of gold in this episode. She talks about her her daily commitments and how she introduces that concept and helps her clients adapt to it. We talk about the characters that she has set up for her life and so much other great stuff. I know that you are going to get so much out of this episode. 
And I know you're going to want to connect with Amy. So I've got all of that information over in the show notes for today's Amy episode. Ladine, welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. Forward slash I seriously feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. I have Primal to admit, Potential. I hear your voice. It's the forward book. slash 747. <laughs> well, you know, now, that's actually a really funny story um, because conversation I met you in October of 2019 because we are in the same master mind and I didn't realize that you knew me before we met. Yes, it was and it was the first time in my life that you know when you read a book or if you've listened to a book you picture someone, right? So I'd already I knew your voice because and I don't even know who told me to read your book, but it was someone in in our industry that was like, "Listen, this is great for the person that you know struggles with a mindset and we know you love mindset, go read this book." And I bought it on Audible and immediately, you know, fell in love with it to the point where anyone that got in my car over the next week, I was like, okay, we got to go back. You got to listen to this. You know, I made <laughs> Eric listen to it. So I knew, I, I felt like I knew you. I felt like you're my buddy, you know, by the end. So your name looked familiar when I showed up to the um, mastermind, like I saw the little booklet and I'm like, okay, why do I feel like I know that? You know, cause it didn't say like chasing cupcakes or anything, but then it had something about your book. And as soon as you stood up and said something, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's chasing cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I really did feel like I was immediately, you know, just kind of like that intimidation of, oh my gosh, I'm, 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 I'm here with like an author just because your book moved me so much. I, I put it up there with like, the show This Is Us, like so powerful with the story that needs to be told behind, you know, um, people that struggle with fat loss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because that weekend or week that, that we were together in California, you shared with me a lot of your story and I and I felt the same way because, and since then I've watched so much of, of your daily life that you share on social media and that you share on Instagram and, and your consistency and your discipline. But when I pair that with knowing a little bit about your background and your story, you are a daily inspiration to me. And I would love for you to take a few minutes and share a little bit of your story with my audience so they can know kind of your background the way that I do. Okay. I definitely have a colorful history, so I'll, I'll give you the, the shortest, you know, um, version possible. Struggled with weight growing up. I think that's why I was drawn to you. My nickname was Piglet. I had four brothers that were all skinny, so I had a lot of that comparison. I very much um, relate to the story and This Is Us and Kate in that she did have the separate rules and the separate foods and, you know, all of that, so I, I started hiding at a young age and, you know, you know, hoarding all that kind of stuff. Grew up um, still struggling with that, but I really turned to achievement. I became super achievement-based all through, you know, middle school, high school. It was my way to show up and shine. All of my friends were fit friends. And, and I was the, I always joke that I was the fat token friend. Now I always say everything happens for us. It made me a really outgoing person, probably a lot of false, you know, outgoingness, if that's even a word. Um, in high school, I ended up, um, you know, I think just low self-esteem, you know, like you just don't feel good about yourself when you struggle with those kinds of things. Um, first boyfriend I got, you know, I probably fell head over heels in love, ended up pregnant in high school after having so much going for me, you know, I was student body president, you know, like I said, super achievement based. So it was really hard for just my whole family, you know, just to see me go through such a, a hard thing. I placed the baby for adoption. 
um, and went on to, you know, just turn everything into being like an overachiever. I think just that was my way of almost like proving that I wasn't going to be the statistic in high school and not be that person. Fast forward, I joined Weight Watchers. I did have a pivotal moment in my 20s where I, I was, I was, I had a little toddler and I was at the, the park and I noticed that most of the ladies that were overweight, we were sitting on the benches. We weren't chasing our kids. We weren't playing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm the park mom bench. Like, I, I mean, I'm that, I'm the mom that's not out there playing. So I came home, joined Weight Watchers. I did like the introductory Tybo for about a year, which is eight minutes, by the way. And by the way, it's just teaching you how to do it. But I was so out of shape. I thought it was the actual class. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, that's not awesome. kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, that's all I did. But just really, um, for me, I came from really poor eating habits. So I really believe that everybody kind of has a season that a different dieting strategy works. At that time, Weight Watchers was perfect for me. There was no labeling of foods. I could still eat Totina's pizza rolls, just not a lot of them. And I, I truly believe that at least allowed me to build some confidence in myself. I was a picky eater, so that was important for me to kind of just still be able to see success there. Fast forward, um, after losing my weight, that became obvious. It was just my passion. I mean, I lost 90 pounds, um, 70 of it through Weight Watchers became an exercise addict because Weight Watchers added those points for activities. Damn you, Weight Watchers. And uh, I started just, exactly. I was like, I will do cardio to eat. It was probably someone that's never been overweight that added that rule in that probably, and I, I took it to the extreme. And so I was at that point, you know, a hundred and I was 130 pounds. So I'd really been like technically a hundred pounds lost, but I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was chasing unrealistic expectations of myself, chasing outcomes you can't control, like the number on the scale week to week. And so you start to, since you put your value in that, then I started like being more restrictive and doing a lot more cardio and, and just, you know, my, my husband was hating me. Like, he's like, I miss fat Amy. Like I, you know, like we would joke about that. He's like, I miss you doing social things. And I was just super extreme. Um, found I through that found, um, my now husband, Eric, that's, he was an online coach at the time that was really just kind of against the grain of doing a ton of cardio and really about sustainability. Your mindset needed to be a big part of it and just leveling up. I immediately was drawn to it and between kind of, I I brought on a few things to his business with um, my food substitution calculator, um, my blog, like just food. Cause I'm like, look, dude, I cannot be like having seven foods a day because I come from major food issues that I've gone one extreme to the other. And I don't even know how to eat anymore. Like, I feel like I'm a baby on a a feeding schedule, you know, and I'm not even know what to do. So between the two of us, we joked that we kind of became like science and compliance. But Mm. through that, I, I had my own business. Like he, he helped me launch mine about, it's been about 10 years. And within six months, he gave me, you know, the first handful of referrals and I was up to six figures within six months. And, you know, part of it was obviously having the science, but it's the relatability, you know, the compliance, the, the, the relation, you know, the experience there. And it was just, I was just so, so passionate about it. Um, from there we ended up together and I ended up getting cancer about six years ago and was diagnosed with stage four non-small cell lung cancer. And this is after, um, you know, really having a really rocky, I, I had an, I had an affair that ended my previous marriage. So I'd already, I was in just the middle of a lot of turmoil in my own personal life Mm. and um, not having boundaries around, you know, 
my relationship at that point. And, and then, you know, adding that, so here I'm a single mom with three kids and find out that I have um, cancer. And through that, it changed everything about like my mindset. I went from, you know, being a really good compartmentalizer, really good at like the discipline, but um, really struggling with fear and, you know, not having, you know, being able to show up every day because now I, I needed to provide for my kids too. You know, I need, I had bills to pay my, my medical bills every month were, you know, just my medicine was over 30,000. So oh. I had a team at that point, you know, we were make, I was making about half a million, but all of it going to meds and still needing to show up. Like I really needed to show up. And so I, um, I think through that, that's, you know, my mindset really shifted. I realized how much power we have over ourselves and it doesn't need to be a temporary fix. Like you really can choose to change yourself, yeah. your beliefs and just, you know, I, I, I joke, I'm really not like this disciplined early morning person. I just created that person through building a character. And, you know, I, I kind of created those characters by accident through cancer. Like I needed a character to be able to fight it that was stronger than I was. Mm. Now, right now you are cancer free, correct? Yes. Yes. I, um, I kind of, my type of cancer. So I had a less than 1% five-year survival rate. And what that means is most people with my type of cancer, you don't really go into remission ever. So they had told me straight off the bat that I would never be, uh, I would never get the no evidence of disease. And instead it would always be a no evidence of active disease. And I would be pretty much on, um, chemotherapy forever. But then doing research and finding out that a lot of my type of cancer is brought through trauma mm. and through history and all, all of that, that I started therapy and started, um, you know, a lot of what people, I guess, would call self-healing. You know, I'm a spiritual person, so a lot of faith mm-hmm. and went from accepting that I would probably be on chemotherapy or something forever to being like, no way, like I'm going to completely changed that. And then about a year and a half ago, we were told that I had probably about four months. I'd been through every treatment option. I'd, you know, there was one spot on my hip that just would never, it wasn't really shrinking. And long story short, they told me that I'd had, um, and I was just like, there's just no way there's, there's, there's more options. There's gotta be I'd gotten PET scans. I'd gotten really bad news with it. And I, and I just, it felt like it was just wrong. Like I'd said to Eric, I'm like, I, 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 we're going to keep going with what we're going, but I had a moment and it was a moment of like freak out. So I, I had my little moment and Eric goes, listen, are we in or not? Like either we believe or we don't like, it's not, there's, there can't be a halfway in between here. So are we all in on this? And so I think that day, I mean, we really were just like, that's it. We're going to behave as if I'm going to get good news. I requested new, you know, I said, I want to get PET scans and CT scans in a couple more weeks. I don't want to hear anything else about it. I really went into a lot of like just the visualizing stuff that I've been doing a lot of, but I went into like intense and two weeks later found out I had no evidence of disease, not even active. They couldn't even see as much as like a lymph node, nothing. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I want to dive into, you mentioned the characters, and that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because it's not anything I've ever tried before, but listening to you explain how you, how you transition from, from one role to another, like, you know, if you're at work, you're one character, and when you transition into the garage at home, into mom mode, that's a different character, and this just seems like such a great and a very visual and clear tool 
for the version of ourselves we want to be. So can you talk a little bit about like what this character business is and how you use it in your life? Totally, totally. So two books that I, you know, I can't take the credit for this. Um, one is called Best Self and it's by uh, coach Mike Bayer. He's on Dr. Phil a lot. Mm -hmm. New book out. And then another book called Alter Ego, mm -hmm. both kind of around the same premise. And like I said, mine was accidentally. And then when I started reading about how, for example, you know, Clark Kent and super Superman, Superman is actually the real person. And Clark Kent is his alter ego to hide the superhero in him. Right. Mm. And so, you know, best self characters or alter ego characters. There's, there's two that I create. One is just my overall best self. And that's kind of like, you know, people build like maybe their core values of who they are. And so I do create that character and I, I even have it drawn out because I believe in the visual power of it, really putting the time into it and how that person shows up. Best self, Amy, you know, she is an early riser. She does, you know, down to like even my health, Amy doesn't overeat. She, she's very conscious of that. And I go through every area of my life with my best self from there. And then I have an anti-self too. And I, I, I like to name that so that I may, I'm aware of it. You know, if you're aware of those negative traits that you maybe have, you can, it's easier to squash, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then your alter egos, they're where it really gets fun because they're in the areas of life that sometimes, let's say your best self just won't serve you and hear me out on this. So in the book, he talks about a tennis player that she was a pro at the pro level that was, you know, slated to like be, you know, like top 10. But every time she'd get out on the court, she would really start off like just dominating to the point where like, it almost looks like the competitor will not be able to come back. And then she would sabotage herself. And the reason being is one of her core values was fairness. And so just subconsciously, she would start to just like, like a train wreck, like not even show up. And so yeah. her coach, um, this Todd Herman was like, we need to create an alter ego that, does that, you know, cause normally this would maybe interfere with your best self because she's kind and likes to be fair, but out on the tennis court, this just does not serve you. Like mm -hmm. this does not serve you. So we need to create another character. And so I've done that say like in my relationship, because me showing up as business, Amy, because Eric and I are business partners just does not serve our marriage. Like mm -hmm. I am, I, I tend to be a little assertive and a little bit bossy go getter. And if he's needing Amy, his wife, you know, um, it's a little hard for him to, you know, we, we just definitely clash. So I've named her and her name is AIM. And that's kind of my nickname that, you know, Eric has, you know, called me. And I, and I create all the things that like, what does Amy show up like? Amy has a different tone. Mm -hmm. Amy, you know, um, doesn't bring up business or AIM doesn't bring up business mm -hmm. in certain times, you know? And so you really start to, to label it. And then I take it a step further. Like I said, I'll, I, I draw out pictures and then I anchor it. I have a process where I take pictures, um, voice notes, videos, emails, and I put it all in a file. And that is that character anchoring. And so let's say like I'm getting home from work and I'm in my car pulling into my garage. I go to that folder and it might have maybe some of my favorite pictures of me and my kids, because I need to remind myself why it's important for me to show up as a mom. It might be some of the letters I've gotten from other parents about my children, like anything that's going to help me absorb being a better mom. It could be even negative, like, you know, the bad effects of not being around your children and, you know, not yeah. showing up for them and, and doing those little anchoring practices. 
um, in every transition. I do it in the morning when I wake up. I bring cyborgs. You know, Amy doesn't want, I don't want to get up, but cyborg will get up. She'll, she'll take care of it because, you know, and eventually your alter egos or your characters, they just become who you are. The best, they're your best versions and you're able to transition without needing it. I still need it. I mean, I did a class last night with a, a small group I coach and prior, about five minutes prior, I kicked my husband out because I needed to do some anchoring. I needed to show up as Amy that can come and really serve her audience, even when she maybe feels like a little bit of imposter syndrome. Some people use um, artifacts. He teaches in the book, like you could use a pair of glasses. Like maybe, maybe you suck at sales and you need to get really good, really good at sales. You're going to go put on these glasses. You're going to write down all these attributes. And then that's that person that shows up. It's easier to be a little more um, like courageous. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like it's you. One of the things I heard you talk about, um, and I think it was on Jeremiah and Mallory Campbell's podcast, Destined to Be, you were talking about um, like a playlist that you have for when you maybe are like feeling irritated with Eric, your husband. And (laughs) and I love that you did this because you said you go and you listen to this playlist that's these loving, sweet songs or or songs that you love to dance to where you've had a lot of fun or and it's a folder that also includes like pictures or notes that he's written to you and things like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a brilliant idea. And I totally need to do that because I can get very, very attached to my anger. Mm, and and like, stories. Yeah. And, and how I'm right. And my partner, Chris is wrong. And then it's almost like I, I circle mm. on the things that are upsetting me. And I, every, this actually happened not that long ago. I was irritated. We were kind of just like not really talking to each other much that day. Just, you know, what needed to be done for the house, just not happy with each other. And I walked into the house and he was washing the dishes, which A, I immediately was like, oh my God, he's washing the dishes. But B, he happened to be listening to a song that we love to sing karaoke together. Mm. It shifted my energy so quickly. And then when I heard you say that, I was like, you're a genius. Yeah. We don't, we do not realize that most of us are walking around on autopilot and not realizing that our emotions, the way we feel is completely a choice and that we just have conditionings behind certain things. My relationship has been the biggest place because Eric and I came from a rocky place. I'm very, very open about it with, you know, my audience, my people, they know. And so for me, I, and, and during early parts of my cancer, Eric wasn't really around for that. He had his own issues in not being able to face it. And I share that because sometimes there can be, it can actually be something that is true. It's true to you. You're able to prove that this person is not being there for you right there in that moment. And you think it, Right. And then you start, because you want to prove that to yourself, you start going back to old experiences and proving those ones, right? And right. you're like, oh, to convince see? You to make a case. Yeah. 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 You're making your case. You're like, see, and he didn't do it then. And that day when I was in the car, I legit was at that place. Like I was starting to go down. Now, luckily the anchoring, I have one note in there that, because I keep even notes in there, will say, is your thought that you're having serving you right now? And I had to actually audibly say to myself that exact thing. And I'm like, Eric loves me. 
Like I know it, he wouldn't be here. Like he right. just loves me. So, and then I go, like I, like you said, I go to Mexico's our favorite place. So any of my favorite Latin ones that I've saved, I've got a lot of pictures that I, I even take videos and pictures on those vacations on purpose because I yeah. know I'm going to program them later. I truly see our brains as like software that we can choose. Yeah. Let me and like day, capture this exactly. so I can come back to this moment. Yeah. yeah. And 10 minutes later, I mean, I got in that car following him and I literally was like cussing him out in my head. Like, I'm like, I freaking hate you right now. Like, I mean, I'm sure if he would have heard it, it would have broke his heart because we all know we don't even really think it, right? Or yeah, it. yeah. And so I get there and I am like mushy, gaga, wanting to just give him a hug. I couldn't believe it. It was like the first time that I, I'm like, whoa, this stuff legit works. So I do it every morning. I go out on a walk. It's purposely for anchoring. It depends on what I feel like wherever my inner bitch has been loud the day before, oh. I like to bring out that character. So it might be, you know, the mom character. I have one, she's Alice from the Brady Bunch. Alice is, she's in the kids. She knows what's going on with the kids. You know, she's way aware. So I'll, I'll put her on and make sure like, you know, but it's usually my self-assessment at night is Who's yelling, you know, what is, what's being told to me in the most negative loud voice? Is it about my health? Is it about, you know, my job? Where did I fall short? And then I bring that as armor, you know, the next day. That is so powerful. And when I heard you share that on the Destined to Be podcast, I literally put it in my calendar for the following Sunday to create that for my relationship because, hey, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> totally. No, I wish more would talk about it. Like, I think people think we all have like, people think one, that it's perfect relationships and that it doesn't take work. I mean, and I love Eric to death, but there will be times I feel like I want to kill him. And this yeah. is just, it's, again, some filter we've put on something. It's something we've, att we've attached meaning to something that it could mean something or it could mean absolutely nothing. So why yeah. not go back to saying, okay, what is, what serves me here? Does it serve me to feel this way? Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? And does this, does this align with the goal that I have for this relationship? Totally. I mean, we say that anyways, like our, our rule when we do get it, cause we still get into the fights. I mean, I do try to do my character angering and Eric knows it. Like he'll even say, I can tell man, you've been, you've been angering. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, yes, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And, and those are like the crisis times where again, we still have a strategy where we look at each other and, and Eric will say to me, are you pushing? Or are you pulling? Meaning, are you pushing oh. me away? Are you pulling towards like, are we working together? And yeah. I hate that question because I usually know when I'm just being a little bitch. <laughs> right. And just, <laughs> you know, wanting to, yeah, I always say this. I catch myself wanting to be right more than wanting to get it right. Yes. Yes. It's been my growth this last year. I mean, I think I future self journaled almost all 12 months. My focus was not being reactive because mm -hmm. it was just something I still needed to continue to work on because I realized that a lot of mine are old wounds and old stories yeah. that then in that situation, you know, I, you get reactive and you, you do not need to start to anchor like your, the secure you, the more, you know, most of it comes from like an insecurity. Right. And yeah. so it's like learning, okay, this is not this experience right now happening for me. This is a former experience and I'm putting it on this experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm adding it and I've done it. I mean, I've made a fool out of myself being a, you know, a, a little baby <laughs> about something yeah. that, you know, they don't even know what's going on. Right. <laughs> I am always inspired by not only your discipline, but, but the combination of your simplicity in discipline, because I think most of us, 
when we think of discipline, we, we tend to go big, you know, like we mm-hmm. want to be 20 steps ahead from where we are. But I always, when I see your Instagram stories, that is your DCA card, I think you call it for the day. I mm-hmm. always hold it down and, and, um, I just take a minute to like appreciate you and the inspiration that you bring to my life because you have these simple commitments, these promises that you make to yourself every day. And they're, they're not huge. And that's exactly why I love them. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that process and, sure. and what you do with those. Yeah. Well, it started with, honestly, you know, you see in the coaching um, industry, you can have the best strategy, but if someone can't, you know, follow through on it, it's like that, it's just such a waste of money, right? For them just to have that piece of paper because they can't follow through. So it started frustrating with me as a coach. We would do these little BLT um, challenges, bite licks and taste challenges, where as a group, I would find that people would be very compliant and they would really show up for others. And then the next two weeks, it would be like a train wreck. They would be cheating on themselves left and right. And it's really hard in the nutrition area because so many of us have been on so many diets that that tends to be the place that we break most agreements. And it's because we've made justifications for so long that we don't take the agreement in itself to have power. Mm. So I like to try to, it doesn't matter if you're, you're hungry. It doesn't matter if you said you were going to, you know, like you have some justification of traffic. We always tend to make an excuse when it comes to certain things. And I try to teach that for a season, you need to just say no to say no, because your word is your word. I was cutting corners in so many areas of my life, still really successful, but like my kids weren't believing my word because I would say, oh sure, we'll go there tonight. And then I wouldn't do it. Not realizing that I am showing my kids, I betray myself all the time. I have massive self-betrayal. And I didn't, I didn't even realize that I was doing it by just saying yes when I really meant no. So it took me, you know, sitting down and writing down like, what do, where is, again, that inner critic yelling at me the most the night before when I get in bed? Is it, where am I not showing up? What can I agree upon that will immediately give me a better feeling tomorrow? Because I truly believe most of us are waiting for an end date to be happy and we don't realize it's actually the daily wins that make you feel like a rock star. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why you can meet people that are a hundred pounds overweight still and feeling like a rock star because they're doing the process. They're actually doing all the things that lead up to it. So I started with just putting just regular general agreements. And then my community joined in and I thought, well, they may, I want to give them a little more of a guideline. So every day you set an activity agreement and it could be meaning a rest day, like meaning, I just want you to have some intentionality around like movement every day, you know, stretching. We have a nutrition agreement. Again, not that you need to be following a diet. I don't like that. It's more of like, you got to have some awareness around what do you plan to eat tomorrow? Like, right kind of walk me through your day. You want to have more vegetables? Like what's your, again, where's your intention? Yep. And then I consider you have to have a daily growth one. I listen to Tom Billio a lot and I really love the fact that he says that, you know, you build confidence through two things, doing something hard and doing something that you value. And it could be the same thing. Well, and then you talked about cold showers and I thought, well, I don't value cold showers. Well, what it is, is you value your hot shower. You value that so much that the cold shower becomes the the hard thing, right? Right. So I, and you get to choose your own thing, but it's just one growth thing, ideally done early in the day, because that is kind of like that first big rock for confidence for the day. So if you can, like, it's like not hitting snooze, it's like your way of having internal satisfaction and doing something just for you. It's self-love in its biggest form. 
and showing yourself you do it even when you're tired, all because you said you would. And it doesn't mean you have to do it forever. Like a lot of agreements end up being like a stupid one because you don't really think you want to do it when really you're like, what is this serving me? Yeah. You know, but I teach people, it doesn't matter for the rest of that day, whatever it was, you do it. You yeah. do it no matter what, because that's what really builds your confidence. Because once you show yourself that you do what you say you're going to do, then it's like, you really do become unstoppable. As long as you have clarity around that goal, you'll get there. It's just a matter of when. I love that you emphasize this so much. And I, I had a moment before I started Primal Potential, when I was really in the heart of my, my most extreme weight loss, I managed a team in the company that I worked for. And I would get like red line mad when people wouldn't do what they said that they would do. <laughs> like it, it was just like, what, what is wrong with you? This is totally unacceptable. You're an adult. You know, the, the thing that matters most is your word. And I was one day so convicted in my own mind, like, wait a second, I, I break my word to myself every day and yes. I have for decades and yet I have a standard that like nobody else can do it or they're a loser. Yep. And yep. I, when I recognized my own hypocrisy and it wasn't, okay, now I have to always keep my word for myself to myself. It was, if I value this, I need to act yes. like I value this. Yep. And if I don't act like I value this, then I sure as heck better not be a hypocrite and hold other people to a standard that I don't meet 20 times a day when I say, okay, I'm not going to have sugar today, or I'm going to get a workout in today. And then I don't do those things. And building that bond that when yep. I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That was a journey for me. And it was with the smallest things like not hitting snooze or yep. starting the day with water. And you not only did that to change yourself, you do that to maintain your growth. Totally. And it has to be, I mean, I think people that come from a, a lot of like, I mean, just lack of personal integrity in that area, you got to do it even longer. Yeah. I did a full year and then I took the month of December off just to test it out because I really believe in sharing with my community and I talk about it. And it, I, I, because what you want to do is you want to use it as a guide, but eventually it's like this. And this was a funny time. Eric and I had gotten in a fight one day and he knew I was doing DACs because, you know, I live it. I'm always talking about it. And so at the end of the day, I hadn't really made up with him. I was obviously not being my best self. And he goes, and by the way, you better not win your day because while you might've checked off all your stuff, you certainly were not nice. And it, hit me, and, it, and it hit me in a really, you know, I mean, it was a powerful way at the time. I might not have liked him that much, but it made a good point that there are times that you'll put stuff on, like say that a list and then something else pull at you that's telling you to show up for it. Like meaning don't ignore it because then you really are losing. It is about just really keeping that inner critic quiet and yeah. your best self showing up more, not being perfect because I come from a, a big history of thinking I needed to be perfect with fat loss. I really wish more people would embrace things as the, the loss is the biggest growth. All of my losses, I had over 60 losses last year. And I, I really went in thinking, I'm going to, you know, I want to do the 90, 10, only 10% losses. And, and already by like October, I'd already had like 58. And I was like, what the heck? But it was the best blessing because every learn, I make a rule that you got to come up with two strategies that would have had you learning. And sometimes it's just, hey, be stronger. Don't cave so much at night. You know, it might be just be weakness. Other times it's just not having intentional, you know, not being intentional 
you know, just not staying aware, being on autopilot and grabbing a piece of sugar, you know, and not, and be like, ah, I said no sugar, you know, um, those kinds of things. But it was the biggest blessing that I just said, no matter what, I'm going to do it for a year, even if like I totally bomb it. And so I try to tell people because right off the bat, a lot of people will have a lot of learns just because if they're not used to keeping the word, they, they start to have a lot of, um, justifications. Mm. Well, I got up early and it's a great, it's a great exercise for someone just to even do. Like I just did it in January for two weeks. I tried to treat it like I was a newbie. So I started simple. I follow a lot of the atomic habit rules, which are, if you're starting a new habit, it really cannot be more than two to five minutes long. And you should also try to stack it on something else. Because if you're really trying to make this be like, like, let's say take reading, you want to do it for the rest of your life. You don't start off with 30 minutes every day. You'll end up crashing and burning and then it will never become this daily habit. If you start off at just two minutes, which I know people laugh at me when I say this, they're like, whatever, two minutes. Well, what you're doing right now is not working. So why not try the two minutes, right? Right. Right. Do the two minutes, build a little bit of confidence around like that little, the little ding, ding, ding that your brain gets, that you're keeping your word, keeping your word, do that for a few weeks. And now you do want to show up more for yourself. Now you're like, I'm going to do five, yeah. I'm going to do 10, yeah. you know, and it's a snowball. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed with that idea. And I love the simplicity of it because I start every day and, and I put things like, you know, take my vitamins on my list and I, you know, so that I take my probiotics and so that I, you know, get my omegas in and, and I know that that is something that I have to do. Otherwise it's easy for the day to get away from me. But right. oftentimes there are so many things on my list that I start to negotiate about yeah. those things. And so the fact that you keep this so streamlined and so simple and that you really emphasize getting it done as early in the day as possible, I think that is uh, just so achievable and attainable. And I, I love it. And I just, I admire you so much. Everything you do, I am so eager to, to watch, to learn, to grow from it. And uh, I'm, I know that for us, this is just the beginning of a, of a really powerful friendship and I feel so blessed that it just so happened that we ended up in the same mastermind. So thank you so much for being here. And I know people listening are like, wait, how do I connect with Amy? Tell <laughs> tell everybody where they can connect with you and I'll make sure to link all of it up in the show notes. All right. Um, the best place probably honestly is Instagram. Stories are my jam just from a personal fun. It's fun. I love teaching, you know, people about just the little tiny nuances that I've done in my life. So Instagram, it's Amy underscore Ladine. On Facebook, um, under my name, also Amy Ladine, or our business is Lean Bodies Consulting. Um, and those are probably the main places. I have a website coming out that's my name, but it's not quite, you know, done yet. But Instagram's the best place. And my same, same for you, Elizabeth. I mean, my community, like we have so much in, in, in common and I love your podcast. I love that you have a lot of these little short hitters. So my audience loves listening to you too. So this is going to be cool that they'll find out that, you know, I've gotten to come on here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Everybody head over to the show notes page for today's episode so that you can connect with Amy. Uh, follow her on Instagram for sure. That's where she's always sharing uh, what I get excited to see every single day. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much, Amy, for sharing your time and sharing so many amazing, powerful tools that we can all put into action today. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.